It is so good to see all of you today. It's like a family reunion in some sense that, you know, each year I get to see some of you. It's been a while and, and uh, uh, see grandmas and grandpas. And, and uh, today is a big family day, isn't it? It is a time for families to come together. Uh, I think the Birchards and the Paul have this side over here uh, taken care of. And, you know, I look around and it, it is a great time uh, to be with family. And we are glad uh, that you are here today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, I want you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 27. I'm going to begin reading with verse 62, going through chapter 28 uh, to verse 7. And this morning I'll be reading out of the New American Standard. Uh, version of the Bible. Uh, So Matthew chapter 27, beginning with verse 62, it says, Now on the next day, the day after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver, after three days I am to rise again. Therefore, give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come to the people or say to the people, He has risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure. Along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone. Chapter 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guard shook for fear of him and became like a dead man. The angel said to the woman, Don't be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come, see the place where it was laid. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So look at this passage of Scripture this morning, and we think about what we've just read. This describes a wonderful day in the Christian life. But you know what? What we just read is something that we should celebrate each Sabbath or each Sunday or each time we gather because the same event has taken place and it is a wonderful day because Jesus Christ is not in the tomb. As we look at this, we serve a risen Savior. We look forward to the day when we can stand with Him in that heavenly home. This morning in the few moments that I have with you, I want to look at Easter maybe in a way that we haven't looked at it before. I know the last couple days I've been talking to the children about Easter and explaining to them about Easter. And a lot of times I will use an Easter egg because that's what most of them think Easter is about at that age is an Easter egg. And they get excited when they see I have an Easter egg in my hand because they want to know what's inside. 
And when I start showing them my Easter eggs and some of the things that are inside of those Easter eggs, I, I don't know if they're as happy. Because some of the Easter eggs I have doesn't have candy. It has like 30 pieces of silver and, and, a, and, a, and a, a crown of thorns and, and, uh, and certain things. And I use that to tell them about Easter and what it means. Well, you know, we serve a risen Savior and there will be a day, there will be a day, that we will be in that heavenly home that Jesus has promised. And when we think of Easter, I want us to see that really it's the beginning or the preparation for all eternity. Now this morning, when you think of eternity, I want you to know that the Bible clearly states there's only two places we will spend eternity. One is heaven and the other is hell. And guys... There's got to be those two things. There's no other place. There's nothing in the middle. It's heaven or hell. We'll spend eternity in one of those places. Easter is the beginning, the time to prepare. That day on Easter Sunday, that morning, the ladies came to the tomb and Jesus wasn't there. They looked in and all they could see was the cloth. I'm reminded what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. You know, one day, very soon, our Lord and Savior will come again. And on that, he will collect or he will gather together those who believe in him. And we'll gather together. You know, Baptists are, are known for a lot of different things. Some, some justifiably so, and some, I don't know how we get associated with them, but we do. But one thing that Southern Baptists, we love to do, we have sign-up sheets for everything. We have sign-up sheets to work in the nursery. We've got sign-up sheets to help on Wednesday night. We've got sign-up sheets to do... Children's Church, not many sign that, but um, uh, we got sign-up sheets for everything. You know, who would help with parking on Wednesday, uh, on Swamp Cabbage? Oh, I'll sign that later, I'll sign that later. You know, we got, you know the sign-up sheet I want to put up? I want to put up sign-up sheet at the back saying, who wants to go to heaven? And put that back there and see who signs up. Now, I can immediately hear response. Well, when is this trip? Right? When is this trip? Okay. How much does it cost? Are we coming back? I know some of you get up there. I know you're not coming back. Amen? All right. You know, I wonder if anybody would sign a sheet like that, that I want to go to heaven. And a lot of people maybe would ask the question, well, is it right now or is it later? You know, you want to know when. You know, is it like tonight? Or is it next week? Well, you know, I say all that, you know, in, in tongue in cheek, but how does one get to heaven? And I want you to know that we are going either to heaven or we're going to hell. Those are the only two places. And you say, well, preacher, today's Easter and things are happy today. Let's not talk about hell. I, I got to. Because eternity 
the only two places that's described in God's Word is heaven or hell. And so this morning as we look at this passage of Scripture, sometimes what I hear from people, they say, well, preacher, you wasn't there, even though I know President says I'm old, you wasn't there when they put Jesus in the, in the tomb. And, and, and that's true. I was not there. And guess what? He wasn't either. So a lot of people say, well, how do we know it's true? Well, let me ask you this. How do we know it's true that we won World War II? How do we know that? Well, let me ask you this. Is anybody here, just raise your hand, that was alive when World War II was going on? I had several in the first service. Okay, several here. Okay. All right, so we have some eyewitnesses, people who were alive during that time, and they knew the outcome, right? So that's one thing. We also, Matt, do you hear anybody speaking German in here today? I know there were some strange sounds back there, but, but, but we don't see German being brought up today. I'm looking at it, I don't see a lot of short mustaches either. We don't have a dictatorship in our government. You know, there's evidence that we won the war. Then you could go down and for a lot of things. You say, well, preacher, what evidence do we have about the resurrection? Well, there's a big one right here. There's a big one right here. And then the people that were alive during that time, they gave testimony of that. They spoke of that. Paul was one. The disciples were one. They gave testimony of what they saw and what they experienced, and they shared it with others. Guys, I want you to know, even back then, they thought they could keep Jesus in that tomb by rolling what? That big stone. And then the funniest thing to me is that Roman seal. Now, I know that was pretty official. If you had a Roman seal on a document, oh, you could go a lot of places because that gave you authority. But when the ladies got there, that stone was rolled away. Now, it said it was a great earthquake. I would have loved to have been a speck of matter or something when God created the heavens and the earth. I would just love to have been around to see how he did that. You know, did he, you know, did he, did he put the sun by just going over there and placing the sun over there? Or did he, you know, was he just having fun that day? You know, and he, he had the sun and he threw it under his leg and it landed over there where he wanted it. I mean, was he just having fun putting the stars over here and putting, the, you know, this over here or that? Or did he meticulously put everything in place? That, God could have done whatever. But here was a stone that was supposed to keep Jesus and God from moving. <laughs> from doing what was supposed to be done. If God put this world together and put the moon and the stars and all of these things in place, what was a little stone? An earthquake came and that stone moved. Guys, in our world today, I want us to realize that God 
is moving. I know sometimes you think God is no longer moving. God is moving in this world today. God is moving. Christianity or the name of Jesus Christ is still being proclaimed today. Yes, there's a lot of other things that seem to cloud it and darken it and, and, and all those things. And, 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 and guess what? We're not going to hear all those things about the gospel spreading. Because that's not newsworthy. But God is still moving. God is not going to let a stone of man to stop him to do what he has called to do. They thought, well, if we roll a stone and put a seal on it, that's it. But just a little earthquake took care of all of that. You know, today, sometimes I think we are trying to stop God from moving. We, we don't want it. God, you, you've, you've done enough. Or God, I don't want you to move here. I don't want you to move that fast here. God, slow down. Guys, what this world needs today is the moving of the Holy Spirit of God through our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And we need to be on our knees praying that it moves quicker and faster and throughout this entire country. We need it. We need it. And we need to proclaim it and we need to see that there's really nothing we can do to stop it. But all we try. I've, I want to I, I see this one Sunday, Brother Preston. You saw the kids this morning that Brother Preston had. Do you think after he said amen and Brother Preston stood right there, he could stop them from going out that door? I think they take him down. It'd be like that thing, his feet would be up in the air and his hands, I mean, they'd just take him down. They, he, he couldn't stop them. Why do we try to stop God? Why do we try to stop God from moving in our lives, moving in this country? Thank God, you know, is it our lack of faith? Is it that we don't understand? We need the movement of God, Amen. We need to move to God. And, you know, the resurrection shows us some things. It, it shows us there are certain things God's going to do regardless. And God was not going to forsake his son. He died for mankind and God was there and God moved in a mighty way. I want us to see this morning there are certain things God's going to do. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that there's things that God's going to do. He is going to move. He is going to show this world. He is going to move like he already has through his son, Jesus Christ. And, and he's going to show this world, even though this world at times doesn't want to see it. We need to pass on what Jesus has given us. We need to, to realize that it's important. And because Jesus is alive, we need to share that with the people around us. We also need to see that the resurrection changes the way we look at life and death. Now, I got tongue-tied in this at the first service. There's a good chance I'll do it again. But when Jesus looks at death, he uses different words than we do. Most of the time, when you look in the Bible and you see about death, or you see about the resurrection or the coming of the Lord, you see that he talks about a wedding. Now, have any of you ever been to a wedding that seemed like the wedding would never end? 
Oh, okay, Don't, no, no names mentioned. Okay, all right. Have you ever been to one where you thought the photography session afterwards would never end? You ever been to a reception that you thought would never get started? Okay. You know, we've all had those stories. We've all had those times, you know, at weddings and different things. But you know what? When Jesus looks at death and talks about death, he talks about a banquet. He talks about a wedding. The church, we have the bridegroom. And who's the groom? When we look at this story, we see that our Lord Jesus Christ comes as the groom and, and the bride is the church. Those who believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. And he talks about that as when they come together. Now, you think, well, that doesn't sound like death to me. And don't even think it. But, you know, when Jesus, when God brings together this great banquet, where the Son of God and the church and the members come together, this great wedding takes place, and then God opens the great banquet hall. And the banquet or the celebration begins. Guys, that's another way of talking about eternity. Where the celebration, the banquet begins, and we are with God forever. You're not even going to be thinking about going home because you will be home. You know, there's times, many times, and especially at, at funerals, we talk about our loved ones and we say, well, one day I'll see them again. And that's our hope. But I want you to see that the resurrection should change the way we look at death because dying is like going home again. We're going home. To like a banquet that never ends to a time like, well, like I heard once before, death is also like a graduation. You're graduating to that next step. You're graduating at it. I want us to see that the message today is, it, it, to me, it's a beautiful picture of an empty tomb. Now, I know a lot of people said, I just don't see how y'all get that excited about an empty tomb. Well, we do, don't we? We do. You know, or the other thing says, well, they had to have that earthquake to open the tomb to let Jesus out. Let me tell you something. When they looked in, he was already gone. He had already ascended. He was already gone. The earthquake wasn't to let Jesus out. It was so that we could see true what God had done. Guys, I know it's harder to see today. But are we looking to see what God is doing? Now, I'm bad about this. My wife will send me in the other room and say, Frank, go get this. And she'll tell me where it is. And what's my response? I can't. I don't see it. She said, Frank, it's on, and then she'll go into detail. It's on this, the second shelf, to the right, and I better see it, you know. And, 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 and most of the time, after she's given that exact, you know, I th oh, yeah, I see that right there. Or when I really get in trouble, I said, honey, I don't see it. She said, did you look where I tried? Yeah, I looked. 
And guess what? She goes in the room and what? Goes right to it and finds the thing. Right? I wonder if we do that with God sometimes. You see, I am convinced without a shadow of a doubt, our God is just not sitting up in heaven or in, you know, just sitting there saying, well, I'm waiting for the buzzer to go off to end this thing. I believe God is moving and working in our world today. And I believe if we are willing to put our eyes where they need to be, we can see God moving. We can see God working. And this morning, I, I, I want us to see that one of the things that he's working is moving us from this place to the next. Where the great wedding will take place and then the banquet halls will be open. And it will be something that we will never forget. It won't even be in comparison to anything we've ever seen or done. And there will be a banquet that will last and we will be with our Heavenly Father. You see, God is moving. And He's going to move without us. And guys, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be left behind. Either way. God is moving today in our world. God is moving towards that day when he comes back again. And the trumpet will sound. And time will shall be no more. And guys, where will we spend eternity? You know what? There's not a, <laughs> there's not a layaway plan. I know we don't use those anymore. But uh, there's not a layaway plan. Well, God, I, I meant to do it. God, I meant to do it. I meant, I, I, God, I, it's on my list. When that trumpet sounds, your list is gone. I want us to see God marches on. God is moving. And there will be a day when the trumpet sounds that we will hear him. And we will either be with him in eternity because we've asked him into our lives. We've prayed, said, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Save me. Or if we've never done that, when the trumpet sounds, we will be in hell everlasting eternity. This morning, I hope and pray that as we celebrate this great day, and it is, it's preparation for eternity. Where we're going to spend it, where will you spend eternity? Only you know. Let's pray. But Christian Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray that every one of us today will ask that question, where will I spend eternity? And Lord, if we're not sure today where we're going to spend eternity, then, Lord, today we would find out. Lord, we can come and live with you by asking you to come into our lives, to save us from our sins, to confess and to repent. And, Lord, if those are words we don't understand today, and, Lord, but we want to learn those words, I pray, Lord, they come and seek. And we would have that time of rejoicing today because one more is part of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, we just thank you today. For our family, for our friends, for our loved ones, for our grandparents. And Lord, just remind us that eternity is coming. I ask this in your son's name. Amen.